With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you always want to be the best you can be? The Frankie Boyer Show. What is this? It's more than a lifestyle show. It's a show about living in today's world. I think something is happening. Frankie enthusiastically brings an amazing eclectic mix to the airwaves. You got that right. One of the reasons she's earned legions of loyal fans is very simple. When you listen to the Frankie Boyer Show, you just never know what's going to happen next. So listen for yourself. Here is Frankie Boyer. And welcome. It is so nice to have you with us right here on BizTalk Radio. Well, she is back. Lauren Fix, the car coach. She, You have seen her on every major television network. She is the CEO of Automotive Aspects and the editor-in-chief of, of Car Coach Reports, which is a global automotive news outlet. And we're so thrilled she's back with us today. And very, by the way, congratulations because you're you're um, you're inducted into the Women's Transportation Hall of Fame, and that is pretty Thank you. extraordinary. <laughs> pretty extraordinary. And last time you were here, we said we must talk about: is it better to buy or lease a car? And and so I thought, as people are getting ready for the new year. There are some fabulous deals. You're seeing them on television every minute of the day. It feels like <laughs> every minute they're they're promoting a new deal. And the question is, are these deals good for you or not? And so so Lauren, how do you know if it's if it's the right time to lease a car or to come right out and buy it? What's what are the biggest differences in in your opinion? Well, in general, if you're just talking overarching, like to try and decide which is best, and then we can go deeper into the pros and cons of each. I always tell people, how many miles do you drive a year? That's sort of the factor right there. And if you say, well, you know, I drive less than 10,000 miles, then you've kind of answered your own question. You want to purchase the vehicle. Or if you drive more than 15,000 miles a year, then you should purchase the vehicle. But if you're in that, I call it the sweet spot, between 10 and 15,000 miles a year, that means you should consider leasing. But there's a lot of other factors to consider. There's pros and cons to everything. Nothing is always pro, but there's a lot of things you need to think about before you make those decisions, especially with all the great deals, good incentives that are out there. And you got to really look into those as well. So are we saving money by, by leasing? Because apparently when you're leasing a car, there's no down payment, although I've seen some ads where they say you do have to come up with, for the most part, though, there's no down payment. Well, most of them you do require a down payment. That rarity that there is no down payment, there's a higher interest rate on the lease. So they're oh, not okay. giving you anything for free. They usually require at least first and last payment, sort of like if you're renting an apartment, kind of put that sort of same type of thing you're renting. And so a leasing is essentially renting. Um, I always tell people the one thing that's a, a pro when it comes to leasing is there's no or low down payments. 
there's they're usually covered by a warranty. So you never want to lease a car longer than the term. So if it's a if the lease is three years, thirty six thousand miles, and you have most cars on the road, including all the domestics, the the warranty is three years, thirty six thousand miles. If you're going to lease for four years, that's a mistake because then you have a whole year we have no coverage, and you're responsible for a car you're essentially renting. So that's why I tell people that's where you really don't want to. Uh, lease longer than the term of the warranty. If it's a Hyundai or a Kia or a Genesis, where you have your 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty, well, then you're okay. But I really don't like going longer than three years because you start getting into the diminishing returns where at some point the pad at the end is going to be not a lot, but then at that point the car is going to need a lot of maintenance, and that may be on you as well. You know, I've made it uh, obvious that I, I share all the time that I have a very old car, I have a very, very old car. So um, my maintenance is so affordable at this point, although, you know, a lot of things do break down when you have a car, but it only has 150,000 miles. What's the average miles uh, that most cars uh, will go to today? Because I have a friend uh, who has a Honda. Total or monthly? No, 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 total. I have a friend, I have some friends that, they have a car that has 270,000 miles. It's a Honda. That's unusual. 200, That's unusual. 270,000 miles, but they take it in every, he takes it in at least once a month or has it tweaked and looked at, and it's like his baby. It's It looks brand new inside and outside. It's crazy, but that's, you know, and they take it everywhere. They drive everywhere with that car. They used to, well, of course, obviously. There are some negatives to owning a car with that kind of miles on it because if it breaks down, it's going to be serious breakdown. And yes. even if he's on top of the maintenance, what you are missing is a lot of the safety features. You know, so when you got cars on the road today, that airbags and all this I know. active cruise control and all these great safety features like blind spot detection, cross traffic, you lose I that. I know. When you have a car that's 10 years old with 200,000 miles on it. I would. Well, that's worry. That's what worries me about my old clinker. That, but I just do city driving, and if I'm going um out of town, longer than an hour's ride, um I'm renting. I rent a car for the day or whatever. Ah. For the for the. Yeah, be careful for when you do days. rent a car for the day and you're doing a long trip. You're still responsible to get insurance to cover that. So, uh, the, I would always recommend checking with your state wherever you're listening to find out what the cost of the insurance is and if you're covered. Because sometimes your insurance policy will cover a rental car, and other times it doesn't. And then also in different states, there's different regulations. So if you're in Florida and you rent a car because you want to go on a road trip to wherever, you should be forewarned that your regular car insurance policy does not cover that. So you have to buy that extra policy. So make sure you add that into the cost of the rental. Oh. Uh, but getting back to that leasing or buying, note that when you do lease, you're only paying sales tax on the amount of usage. So if you use the car for three years, you're only paying the sales tax of that percentage of time that you're using it. So that could save you some money. The, the upfront costs are certainly less. You don't have to deal with the depreciation. And leases are often cheaper on a short-term basis, especially if, you know on a monthly basis versus owning. So those are things that I really think people need to think about before they make it. But there's some negatives as well. Um, with COVID and people driving less, although you would never know it, there's been so much traffic lately in, in Boston. The It feels like the rush hour is gone, but there's still a lot of traffic. And there are still times when you cannot 
get on that Southeast Expressway, or as we like to call it, the Southeast dis, uh, Distressway. Um, what What's the deal? What's going on with cars? Because we're not using them a lot. Is this going to uh, affect well, the car industry? driving because they're not going to work, but there's still a lot of people driving. I'm, I'm driving in Florida this week. And I can tell you that traffic on I-4, the main corridor from side to side in, in Florida, is packed. You would have no clue. We were on 95. It was packed. So lots of accidents, yeah. lots of people out there. I do know that COVID has made people kind of lazy drivers uh, and not paying attention. So maybe it's just a lack of practice, like anything. If you don't use it every day, you tend to not be as sharp and I, I think that's one of the things that tell people they're going to be out on the road just be aware there's a lot of bad drivers and they're making themselves known absolutely and please 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 do not do not do not text and be on the phone i say that because just a little bit it takes one second you know there's a father a lovely man in this in our community in in new england who's was talking to his son on the phone when the son had a terrible fatal accident and so he has been screaming from the top of his lungs begging people please do not do not use your phone while you're driving i know you think you're okay you're under control everyone thinks that but you're really not you need every ounce of attention to that car right and there's lots of distractions beyond your phone You know, you've got all the street signs, you've got, you know, activities, you've got someone in the car with you, music, a million distractions. I mean, there could be the cloud in the sky or the house on the side of the road or, you know, the dog that's being walked along the sidewalk. It's very easy to get distracted and being able to focus is should be a critical factor when it comes to driving. But I think in driver's ed, they teach you to pass the test. They don't teach you necessarily some of the driving skills that are necessary, which includes paying attention. Right, right. Okay, so let's get back to the pros and cons to leasing a car, um, buying it. <clears throat> All right, okay. let's well, say that some, we... There are some cons to leasing, and, and you should be aware of that. Okay, um, what are I they? Think the number one, thing, number one thing is limited mileage. When you purchase your mileage, it's usually 10, 12, or 15,000 miles. So if you tend, if you go over... Let's say you decide, I'm going to do a road trip across the country, or I'm going to take my kids to college, or I'm going to go visit them multiple times. You will suddenly see your mileage go over what you purchased, and then you have to pay the overage charges. And that can get very expensive. So you have to keep that in mind. Okay, okay. When we come back, we have to take a quick break. But when we come back, though, we will continue with Lauren. Lauren fixes with us. The Car Coach Reports, and what's the best uh, website for you? At carcoachreports.com. We'll be right back. I'm Frankie Boyer, Biz Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. Frankie Boyer, BizTalk Radio. Joining us today is the car, the car coach. Lauren Fix is with us, and she is nationally recognized automotive expert. And we're we're having um, a lot of fun talking with her today. Leasing versus buying a car. And I have a quick question for you. Do I pay more for car insurance if I'm leasing or more if I'm uh, buying? It shouldn't make a difference if you're leasing or buying when it comes to the cost of your policy. Because it's, it's about the replacement value of the car. If you're in a collision or something is damaged for whatever reason, whether it's pre fell on your vehicle or whatever, it's the same amount whether you're leasing or buying, you're still responsible for the vehicle. So it's something that shouldn't make a difference one way or the other. Okay. And so so the bottom line, though, is really the mileage. That's really the the determining factor. So if you're somebody that's just going on local trips to the market to just visit relatives and you're coming back and you're not using the car daily, then you probably would want to buy the car right out. Right. If you're, if you want to make payments toward owning the vehicle, you have no mileage limitations. You have the ability to sell it at any time because at least you can't get out of it unless you go to a place like swap lease. You're kind of, you're kind of stuck. Uh, and it allows you to trade that vehicle in. If you decide, you know what, this doesn't meet my family's needs anymore. I want to get a minivan or I want to get a whatever, a sports car. Uh, so it gives you also the modifications you can do yourself without having to, to worry about a lease trade-in. Uh, generally, the low, you know, it could lower insurance costs too. So as the vehicle gets older, so you own the vehicle that's five years old, the insurance is going to be less expensive than if it's new. So over that period of time. But there are some cons to buying. Uh, unpredictable resale value. People will buy vehicles so they get a good deal, and they pur- purchase the lime green car or the bright yellow <laughs> or purple, and it looks great until it's no longer the trend. And then yeah. you have a problem with, what am I going to do? And getting rid of it is sometimes more of a challenge because nobody wants it, and they're going to give you less for that car because of the color of it or you've modified it or it hasn't been maintained. So you have to keep an eye on that. Also note on the negative side of buying a car uh, higher monthly car payments. Uh, you're responsible for all the warranty maintenance, even outside, you know, all that maintenance is sweet outside depreciates over time and usually requires a larger down payment. Okay. And as we were, as we were walking this morning, one of the, one of the women, one of my friends was saying, cause I asked the question of the four of them, what do you like buying versus leasing? Knowing our segment was coming up and, um, two of them said leasing. One of them used the exper- uh, the example that the car had to go in for some maintenance. 
She mm-hmm. called. They came and picked up the car and brought it mm-hmm. back, and it was only $35. Right. Now, that would be a concierge service. Now, they're doing a lot of that now during COVID, so you're seeing a lot more of that. But if you have a Genesis or you have a Lincoln with Black Label or Cadillac, you know, some of the higher brands, BMW, Audi, Porsche, that kind of thing, they're going to pick up the vehicle. Uh, your everyday vehicle um, probably won't offer that, but they can do it, and they usually charge a fee for it. So that may be what the $35 was is to pick it up. But remember, maintaining yeah. is true to whether whether you're leasing or buying. You're still responsible for the wiper blades, the tires, the brakes, all the fluids, everything that's in your owner's manual that has to be done at certain intervals. Right. Okay. Yeah, That's. this is a good – and how often do tires um, on a leased car need to be replaced so that if you – a car – do you have to have new tires when you give it back to them? No, you don't. You, it has to be ba- there has to be tread that's at least three thirty seconds. So how do you know what that is? So if you aren't sure your car's ready for a lease trade in, you're ready to get a new one, you can take a penny and put the head of Lincoln directly into the tread. So make sure the penny is a Lincoln head penny. And if you can see the top of his hairdo, it's time for new tires. And that's across the three t- tread gaps. So if you see it smooth on one side and worn, you know, not worn on the inside or vice versa, you still need to get new tires. So if not, they're going to charge you to replace those tires because they can't resell that vehicle until it's saleable. So if you see the tires are in good condition, there's no bubbles on the sidewall, then you should be fine trading it in. And, and you don't see, of course, the top of Lincoln's hairdo. <laughs> okay. Um, but but if the brakes go, you're responsible and mm-hmm. but the but the maintenance like the oil and all of that are you still responsible for that or absolutely it is your responsibility to uh, take care of all the oil the coolant all the fluids that is your responsibility to take care of that vehicle before you turn it in if you don't and you say oh yeah i did it and you didn't tell the truth which people do they can test it literally in moments and tell you, you haven't changed the oil, there's no proof, you don't have receipts, and they will charge you for it. And they're starting to do that because in order for that vehicle to be resaleable, it will require that maintenance that you didn't do. And so they're going to charge it for you then, and typically at a higher price. Yeah. So you want to, you don't want to mess with that. Also, um, yeah. I I would suspect we are going to be inundated with lots of cars that have been sitting on lots or are they moving where are we with the because of covid and new car sales well for 2020 we thought sales would be dropped but as they were producing cars as fast as they could to give you some sort of comparison for 2019 we sold 17.1 million used vehicles that are i'm sorry new vehicles which would include uh, pickup trucks cars suvs and minivans that kind of thing uh, when you're looking at this year, we're probably going to come in at 15.5 million. So it is a slightly less, well, it's actually a lot less, but we had three months of shutdown. And then once it started back up, we didn't have parts and things were a little slow. You will note that 2021s are coming into dealers. We're already seeing 2022s being built. So you're, they're going to be right back up to production. So thinking that, oh, there's not a lot of cars is not the case anymore. They are coming on the lot. Anything that's 2020 that's left over, they just made less of them. Um, there's a lot of used cars also. Used car prices are up about 10 to 15 percent because there weren't a yes. lot of new cars available. So people looked at their options. So 41 million yeah, used I... cars were sold in 2019. It's a lot. Wow. What was it the year before? 
Do you know? Yeah, uh, seventeen. Off the top 17. of your head. Two million, I think it was in 2018, and it was 17.1. We were on par. You can't be high forever. It's like the stock market; it goes up and down. So we were figuring yeah. 16.9, 17 flat uh, million vehicles sold. Um, and, but you know, we had no idea this was going to come. No one knew. It was a surprise to everybody. Um, you know, there's a lot of haggling going on when you buy a car and, you know, next time we have you on, we'll talk about that, how to buy a new car, how to buy a used car. We'll get into all of that and, uh, okay. more wonderful tips. Cause she always gives us great tips because that's what she does for a living because she's the car coach. Of course, she's going to do that. Lauren fix. Thank you so much. Give us the best website. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, you can find me on all forms of social media at Lauren Fix and also my website, CarCoachReports.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Frankie Boyer. You're listening to us on BizTalk Radio. BizTalkRadio.com. It is Frankie Boyer, Biz Talk Radio. And as we say goodbye to this year, many people are so grateful the year is over. Um, but, you know, it's it's been a, a challenging year on so many on so many levels. But my question to all of us is what can we do to make 2021 a better year in every way? And joining us today is an author. He's also a visionary in the field of personal transformation. He was inspired by one of my favorite people, um, Dr. Bruce Lipton, on the groundbreaking discoveries that how perception influences genetic expressions. And if you've been listening to the show, you heard a very inspirational story from Jesse, who had epilepsy, who is now uh, 30 years free from epilepsy. <laughs> People are like, what? He's on no medication. It's like, how is that possible? Well, it's possible because many of us practice something called epi 
genetics. And basically what that is, is I tell my cells and my genes, I'm not going to, I'm not going to um, allow the disease of my ancestors to be my diseases. And so I silence my genes by the way, the way I eat. And um, I'm so excited to have our, our guest on today because he really has uh, done tremendous work in this arena. Stephen Manatrink, welcome to the program. Aloha, Frankie. Yes, I know I'm, you're in Hawaii. And, I am. <laughs> um, uh, tell us a little bit about the work that you do. And you and tell me, uh, for, first of all, you wrote a book. Tell us about the book first. Well, the book is titled Navigating the Winds of Change. And I looked at what's going on in the world today, the uh, the changing, the transformative situation that people are in, everything that was familiar to them at one time is no longer there. And um, what is uh, to come is on its way. So people are in a free fall. And they don't really know which way is up and which way is down. They don't have coordinates to navigate through these uh, mountains and valleys of life, the potholes, the curves that life brings us. And the books act as a spiritual guide to embracing a loving life. And what that really means is it, it brings you to a, a new awareness of what life is and the purpose of life and the principles of the universe. And it incorporates all my uh, experiences in my life that I gleaned uh, all the gems from over the years, the insights, the knowledges, the blessings that I had. And the intention was to share it with everybody. And it took about two years to put together, maybe five years in the resistance to do that. <laughs> I had about 150 titles before I even started the book. But um, the book was a, it didn't come from me. It came through me. And, and that's the beauty of, of my work. I allow my inner being, my higher self, or whatever terminology you want to give it, to guide me in my, in my work. I put my mind on the shelf in everything I do. And also, I'm, in a, I'm an abstract painter, and I do the same thing in my painting. I put my mind aside and I allow spirit to flow through me. And these practices that I do, being painting or writing, really help me um, heal. You talked about healing just before. I was in a life-threatening situation, oh, maybe two and a half years ago. And it was quite serious where my sister came out from the East Coast and saw me and started to put away all my my earthly possessions, never to find them again, because she never thought I would return. And, but I did, and I came out of a hospital bed to, um, to a wheelchair, to a care facility for six months, to a, to a walker, to a cane, and now I'm standing straight, I'm walking great, I'm feeling good, 
I'm healthy. And I have to say that the principles that are in the book, the experiences that I share with everybody were the impetus behind me getting better, getting healthier. It's about not understanding things or intellectualizing or conceptualizing, which most people do. Now, right now is the time for us to apply our wisdom, to apply our insights, to apply our experiences into our lives if it's going to make a difference, okay, in, our, in, our, in the way we perceive our reality. So let me ask you a question. Were you, before, before you were sick, before you, you were, um, were you um, involved in self-actualization? Were you a, a visionary? Were, was this the, the life you had or is it the life you have now? You know, <laughs> I think we all have many chapters in our lives. Yes, um, I certainly do. The best way for me to, to approach that question is that I was trained or got my basic awareness to spirituality through hypnosis. And uh, I worked in that arena for many, many years. I had my own practice in Malibu, California. And that allowed me to get more and more into the alternative ways of, of living and healing. And uh, it was very influential, not only for the, my clients, but for me. I, I learned so much from my clients. You know, the teacher becomes a student and the student becomes the teacher. And without my my work that I was doing to help other people, because that's where I got my fulfillment. Just like you, um, Frankie, I get my fulfillment about, about around helping people uh, in self-empowerment. Okay. It's all about self-empowerment and it gives me so much delight to see people break through the veil of um, illusion and finally embrace the reality of love. Uh, it's just, I don't know how to explain it. You know the feeling because this is what yes. you do every day. Um, it, it, this is what keeps me going. And so to answer your question, I was in the healing arts arena for many, many years. But when I moved to Hawaii, I put that aside. And I went into with my wife, Laura, who was an ER physician. We opened up a mobile urgent care. We went to all the hotels and the vacation rentals here on the island and serviced people's medical needs at their bedside. And that was a whole new experience for me. And that brought me so much fulfillment. First, I brought my light. I brought my spirit. I brought myself into every room that we encountered. And it was just an amazing experience for me from that perspective. Did that give oh, you any awesome. more insight? Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for that. As an artist and and someone who um, has been helping others for so long, there is an opportunity. I've, I've called this time, this COVID period, a timeout for adults, that we've been given a timeout. We all thought that... We all thought this timeout would be a month or two. I I remember 
uh, as though it were yesterday that in early March I had my suitcase packed. I had everything I needed, my hotel reservations. I was so excited I was going to see my besties and uh, flying to Anaheim for the natural product show when I got the phone call from one of my friends saying, the show's canceled. I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> and and here we are almost a year later. We have to take a, a quick break. We will be back in just a moment with Stephen Mana Trink. Um, stay tuned. What's your best website that you can give out for people, please, Stephen? Stephen, which is S-T-E-V-E-N, Mana, M-A-N-A, Trink, T-R-I-N-K, dot com. Stephen and we'll be right back with time. We'll be right back. I'm Frankie Boyer and this is BizTalk Radio. Stay tuned. Welcome back. It's Frankie Boyer. This is BizTalk Radio. Stephen Mana Trink is with us. He's an artist and an author. And I have to tell you, you must, you must right now go to Stephen, S-T-E-V-E-N, Mana, M-A-N-A, Trink, T-R-I-N-K, and look at this magnificent, colorful artwork. You will be blown away, blown away. Uh, Stephen's book is called Navigating the Winds of Change, and that cover is pretty spectacular as well, Stephen. Welcome back. Thanks for being with us today. Um, a spiritual guide to embracing a loving life, and isn't that what we all want right now, Stephen? Isn't that what we all want? I think if you're in China or Germany or Australia, everyone wants the same thing when you really get down to the bottom line. We all want to celebrate life. We all want to embrace the gifts of life. We all want to live in harmony and balance and alignment with the consciousness that created us. And, Stephen, you are um, an example of someone who has continued to evolve all of these years. Um, the artwork is just, oh, my gosh. We were just talking off air because, as, as, you know, I'm an artist as well, and Artwork changes as we evolve. Our artwork and our lives change and and um, the way it's expressed. But this is really magnificent stuff, really, really pretty spectacular. Um, you meditate before you paint. Tell us about the process. Well, please. it's a very interesting, you know, I, I mentioned before that I, I was seriously ill and um, divinely I get a phone call from uh, a beautiful woman that lives in Texas, and don't forget I'm in Hawaii, she was researching some articles for her book that she was going to write on vibrational frequencies. And, uh, you know, I was involved in epigenetics for many years. I still am. It's, it's changed my life. I live by uh, the awareness of how um, everything outside the cell can influence our expression of our DNA. I live by energy now. I changed my way of perceiving life 
through judgment. I live my life through vibrational frequency, if it feels good or if it doesn't feel good. And uh, she called me to talk about her book and what to do. But it wound up that she was an artist herself, and she gave workshops, art therapy workshops, called what she calls creative alchemy. And she taught me a process of how to meditate, go within yourself, and to to cleanse, to to cleanse your frequencies that are embedded at a cellular level, to raise the vibration through therapy of art. And I use just my hands and my fingers to paint. I put, uh, I go into this meditation state, get in touch with my inner frequency. I let it flow through me. It doesn't come from me. It comes through me. And it healed me. It healed me tremendously. And today, as I continue to paint, it's continually healing. It's a, and, and it activates the, the joy within you, it, which nourishes every cell. And so when people view it and people uh, have it in their environment, it raises the vibration of the room and it, it activates the joy within you. It's amazing. It's just, uh, it's all divine. I, this is so true. Yes. Every, what you're saying is so true, Stephen. And, and I just wish people could, during this time of reflection and, and, and our adult time out that, that they can explore art or they can explore a part of them that is creative. And for this new year to be able to find that, that voice within you that you can express yourself and your thoughts and your feelings, not through what you're eating or drinking, but more of an inward reflection. Well, that's perfectly exactly where I'm coming from with navigating the winds of change because it gives you a, a roadmap to navigate through these changing times. It gives you coordinates that never change, that are real. So the, the coordinates aren't built on illusionary uh, concepts. They're based on reality, which is love. And once you understand the, the coordinates, and once you become aware of the principles and how the universe works in synchronicity, and you become conscious of all this and, uh, and, and apply it in your life, that's the, that's the thing right now, Frankie, is the application of the knowledge. It's like I said before, it's not about just knowing it or, or understanding it or intellectualizing it. Right now, it's about taking the leap of faith. And that's what we're being asked to do. We're being asked to go into the uncertainty, into the void, because that's where the miracles and the possibilities lie. That's where love lives. It doesn't live in the mind. It can't. It doesn't, the mind doesn't understand love. The heart, which is an analogy, of course is the only organism in our body that's our true brain. It takes the information from the consciousness and brings it into our spirit. And uh, I think this book really lays it out for you and gives you, in simple terms, uh, a roadmap. In fact, I put a, a spiritual glossary in the back of the book because a lot of people just don't understand a lot of the terminology. You know, I, I ran across people that said blessing, for instance. Their terminology of a blessing is different than my terminology of living in a yes. blessing. And so I put all that into the glossary to help people um, understand and to apply the wisdom that I'm sharing with everybody. 
Stephen, you sound like you're a young man, and you're not. And not that you're an old man, but I didn't mean to, I didn't mean it the way it sounded. But your energy coming through the airwaves is of a young, vibrant man. Thank you. I <laughs> I feel that way. But I'm I'm going to be 78 next month in January. And yeah. um, every time I look at in the mirror, or every time that I think about it, I just don't feel that way. You know, my father, who uh, passed away, he was 102. Um, oh my gosh! And uh, always remember him saying, he used to say to me, Stephen, because that's my given name. Monarch is my spiritual name. It was given to me by Hawaiian medicine women maybe 20 years ago, but he used to say, Stephen, uh, I look in the mirror and I don't believe that that's me because I feel 29. How can I be a hundred? You know what I'm saying? So what's beautiful about this is that as we get older, we're able to discern the difference between the spirit and the body. Oh, I just was told we're out of time. Thank you so much for being with us. We are out of time. This has been a wonderful. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, thank you, Stephen Mana. Thank you so much. And we will be back next time. This has been another edition of the Frankie Boyer Show for BizTalk Radio. Thanks for listening. Make it a great day, everybody. And as always, smile. Smile.